cancel culture versus the Bible. Does Matthew chapter 18 verse 15 to 17 support the practice of cancel culture as we know it in our modern world? And that is actually, I believe, a very important question to ask, um, especially considering the fact that um, well, we're living in a, in a in a period of cancel culture where it's so relevant and a lot of people feel justified in um, canceling people, mm-hmm. right? Um, so it is important for us to talk about what are the implications of cancel culture and how would it, how does it translate when we go back to the word? Mm. Does this mean that if we say cancel culture is wrong, Do we mean that we need to let people in society do what they want and say what they want without any repercussions coming from society? Um, And it should all just be handed to the law? Or, as the case is when you look at uh, this uh, scripture in Matthew chapter 18, uh, from verse 15 to 17, because Jesus teaches that they ask him the question is, if, if my brother sins against me, um, what am I? How am I to deal with that situation? And he says, if your bro- if your brother sins against you, take him and bring him before one. Actually, approach him and tell him that you've sinned against me. And if he won't listen to you, bring another. And if he won't listen to you still, and then you look at him and you're like, how, oh, dude? <laughs> Obviously, I jest in that part. But uh, Jesus says, if he won't listen to you still. Then you bring him to the congregation. And if he won't listen to the congregation, then you treat him as an infidel. And that's a very, very big thing for Jesus to say, right? For Jesus to say you treat a brother as an infidel is not something to be taken lightly. Um, and I'm I'm curious what your thoughts are, Kelita. I think, you know, when you, th- when you think of it logically, um, how many chances did you give the brother to be teachable? I think at the point where you are not listening to the church's decision, your heart has been hardened and you're not taking correction. So at that point, it makes sense what he's saying. Because when mm. you have a spirit that you won't even listen to your pastor, imagine, imagine. the con- congregation. So what state is your heart in at that point that you won't listen to your um, spiritual authority? You know what I mean? So um, I think that's very deep, but mm-hmm. I also think that there's a balance to this, mm-hmm. which is that they're still forgiven. Mm-hmm. There's still a responsibility on your end as a person who's been wronged to forgive them regardless Mm, of what mm, happened. And I mm. think that's where the difference now comes in, in cancel culture. um, That is how we do it in the world. Yeah. And what the scripture is um, saying Mm. that also the other thing that I was thinking about is with cancel culture, there's no redemption. Whereas with, um, with Christianity, you know what the scripture that came up to my mind was, the one in John, I think it's John 15, mm-hmm. John chapter 15. Okay, my disclaimer, I said this last week, but I will continue to say this. I might get the scripture wrong <laughs> in terms of referencing it, but I promise you it's in the Bible. Just Google it. Okay. Um, so in John chapter 15, it's that uh, that account of I am the vine, you know, you are the br- we are the branches. Yeah. And I believe um, that he said that... Um, 
basically oh it's not in job chapter 15 sorry but there's a scripture somewhere in the bible all mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um that was saying that we shouldn't rejoice in being the grafted um branches into christ because you know how the jewish people are god's you know his chosen people yeah. and some of the jewish people had fallen off from his connection because they didn't believe in the messiah um as he planned them to and we had been grafted in so now we are here. He said, don't get too comfortable and boast about being grafted in. Mm-hmm. Because um, basically, if um, the, his people repent and, find, and, and, and come to the conclusion that the Messiah is the Messiah and come to that realization and understand the gospel, mm-hmm. they will be regrafted back into him. And I think that is, um, that is beautiful. You know, God has left room for you to repent and for you to realize the error of your ways. Yeah. Um, even just living life every single day. Every single day is a new opportunity for us to repent and do better and come to the realization of Christ and um, be the people that he's called us to be. So I feel like um, that's the difference. That's the difference between the normal cancel culture of social media versus what the Bible, you know, presents. Yeah, um, so yeah. here's the, the scripture that you're actually referring to. It's in Romans chapter 11. I told you it's in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> and it says, uh, then you will say, um, actually, am I reading the correct place? But it's it's it starts, the teaching in itself starts in, uh, it's Romans chapter 11, verse 13 to 24. Um, and I see here where Paul is speaking to, I think, the church that he's writing to here, and he says, uh, Then you will say, branches were broken off so that I might be grafted in. That is true. They were broken off because of their unbelief, but you stand fast through faith. So do not become proud, but stand in awe. For God did not spare the natural branches, neither will he spare you. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> have the sense of, of reverence, basically. Mm. Um, you know, what I love about what you've just touched on is, which I feel like is, is also where we should begin the, the, um, the conversation, right? Where we state the difference between what exactly does cancel culture do and what mm. does it look like in our modern society? Yeah. And what is it that Christ teaches about how you deal with someone not as an just as an individual, I feel as a community, yeah, how do you deal with someone who has sinned against you? because I know that there's also the issue of treating them as an infidel doesn't mean that they've become an infidel, which mm. is an a a person who you know has forsaken Christ, yeah they're living in the world and they don't partake in the things of God, mm. um but there is a punishment of treating them as such. Um, and I don't know if you, you you recall the scripture where Paul actually says that there are those that he gave over to Satan. Yes, I was actually thinking of that scripture. Right, so as to spare their flesh, mm-hmm. right, so that their flesh must might be spared. And he, the, I, that that is that is ridiculous. You know, even in punishing you, God is thinking about your well-being mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah so there is the point of of considering how cancel culture looks right now that image and then there's the image of versus how we should be um treating people who mess up and mm. people who do bad things now 
disclaimer before we even get into separating those differences. This is not to say, because what what Jesus spoke, he spoke to the church and how the church should treat one another, Mm -hmm. you know, how brethren should treat one another. There is a clear distinction between how, how does that then apply to those that are not within the church? Do you treat them in the same way? Because if you disown them and you kick them out of the church, they don't care. They were outside of it anyways. Yeah. You see what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, firstly... Um, we've already discussed what the process that Jesus gives. Mm. What are your? How do you view um, how cancel culture works currently? You mean in the world? On Twitter. Hey, Twitter. That place <laughs> is Twitter. dangerous. It's not even dangerous. It's dangerous. Mm. Mm. Um, I feel like people. The the problem that I have with how cancel culture operates there by Twitter. Yeah. Is. Hey, it's one strike you're out. Yeah. There's no um, grace for ignorance. It's like the whole entire universe expects you to understand all of the nuance of everything that's happening in this world. Mind you, it is rough in these streets. There is so much information coming up every day. And I feel like people are learning a lot. So it's kind of a one strike, you're out. And I have a problem with that. You're not even giving people the opportunity to to understand what they did wrong Mm. and learn from it and Mm. do better next time. Whereas clearly in the scripture, you see Mm -hmm. how many times Jesus is emphasizing, how many times you need to go back to this person. It's not a one strike, you're out. Mm. It's Mm. you're going to try and communicate until you've exhausted all your options. Exactly. Um, I also just feel like it's so, it's so callous. Mm -hmm. Like, on Twitter, when they cancel you, they don't just like excommunicate you for for a lack of a better word, but they want to destroy your your life. That's true. They don't. They if you have a business, you must not have a business, which means you don't have an income. Mm. If you have family, that means that um, your whole family is basically canceled. If unless they uh, if they're standing up for you or trying to protect you, mm-hmm. if you date this person that's canceled, you're canceled too. If you're employed, they're going to go to your job. Mm. If they find your house, they're going to harass you. Like, it just doesn't, it doesn't end at excommunicating the person. Yeah. It goes so much further beyond that to the point where it's really damaging and um, ruining people's lives. Yeah, exactly. In a very, in a, in a way that is really not easy to reverse. Mm. Mm. Because as we know, the internet's forever. So exactly. Yeah. Once you've been cancelled to that degree, I don't know how these people get uncancelled. I totally get you. And then on top of that, there's no room for redemption. Yep. So basically, they're telling you to die. <laughs> basically, I understand what you mean. Like, if you are redeemed, you're gonna have to do it in a subtle manner. Mm. Get off of social media. Don't post about your success. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like some of the. F- famous people that have gotten cancelled in the past. Yeah. You don't see them on social media often. No. Um, it's only a few fortunate ones that have got it. I mean, like radio DJs, they, they manage to come back because <laughs> yes. their reputation is their business. Yeah. Um, and I, I really love what you've just said. I think you've put it so well. Um, you've raised the, the, the issues that exist within cancel culture as it is on social media, mm-hmm. right? Because 
when people can't and this is the problem with mob justice to be quite honest yep. because if we're honest cancel culture is a virtual mob justice yes and the problem with mob justice is when there's 50 of us going to get justice mm. the problem is none of us are loud enough to tell the rest of us to stop yeah that we've done enough it guys just, it's inertia exactly now oh my goodness that's that's perfect it is inertia like you just can't stop it it's comes to your house it it affects your children it affects your like people don't even care about the fact that you know i find something that is that we probably both love and hate about about god is his mercy Mm. we both love and hate it because the thing about us as people is that we we want forgiveness Mm. we want forgiveness for the heinous things that we could do and that we've Mm -hmm. done but when god gives it to those who've sinned against us because you forget that the mercy that god showed them Mm. is is there's more reserved for you sure right you don't consider that that god has even more mercy reserved for you yeah it's just that you haven't hit the same tipping point that they have Mm. Uh, but the problem with us as people and i think this is the perfect cancel culture shows exactly just how merciless we are yeah and you know what what adds to the mercilessness and i Mm -hmm. think it's something that the times of jesus they didn't have to deal with Mm -hmm. you see this process it is face to face Mm. it is hard to remove someone's humanity when you are watching Yes. You are you are present with them. Yes. And I think we've become so careless and we've become so callous because it's so removed. I don't know you. Mm. You are a random person in Taiwan <laughs> that I want to cancel. I have no relations with you. I have no relationship with you. And you're just a face on a screen. Mm. There's no um there's no interaction. Exactly. So it feels you feel far removed and it feels easier to cancel you like that. Mm, it's mm. really easy just to be like, ah, I don't care about you. We we don't vibe and it's fine like that. Yeah. So I feel like that also adds to just how um, evil we become. True story. There by the, the tweeter. Yeah, exactly. You know what I find to be a real, really heartbreaking about cancel culture? The fact that there are people who sit on Twitter and they wait for mm. you to reach your moment of success with that screenshot and they won't care up care about you right you will you will do your things you'll work hard so you'll make a mistake 15 years ago mm. you'll post something that is can be misinterpreted or something that is blatantly bad mm-hmm. which no one cares about the fact that 15 years after could you not have repented and then forgot to delete the post. Imagine. And I think that matters. I, I really believe, personally, I believe the time lapse matters. Because you cannot cannot tell me that 15 years ago, and I, 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 it hurt me most when it happened to a young little girl who posted something that um, seemed to be racist mm. or probably maybe even was um, to a certain degree, right? Mm. And then she was caught years after. Mm. Even if it's three years after, a little girl. Yeah. Like, come on. Oh, man. It's really heartbreaking. And as we were even speaking last week about how the internet is forever and the internet will really impact how the rest of your life will go. Mm. Um, the fact that you can be denied entrance into university 
just based on previous tweets. Yep. Based on the perception that people have on you on the internet. Exactly. And I don't know. I feel like we've just become graceless in a lot of ways. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I think it's just kind of part of our culture that we are savage. We celebrate. Um, savage. <laughs> I'm a savage. You know what song. I mean. Exactly. Um, we celebrate that. We celebrate being um, rude. We celebrate people clapping back. And mm. the honest reality is that it's not Christian culture. That is not what we're supposed to be um, doing. That is not the way that we're supposed to be acting. We're supposed to be presenting that if someone slaps me on my left cheek, I must tend the other one. But we yeah. we have um we've allowed the culture just to to make us less human. Yeah, I agree with you completely. I agree with you completely. Um, and and I I wonder the these stories that we love, right? Especially the speaking to those of us who participate in this thing of cancel culture because you you, you can get carried away right mm. while someone is being cancelled and you get a little itch mm. and you're like maravelle you know they must be they must be <laughs> you know what i mean what they did is terrible mm. um i think it's important for us to remember that our own moral compass as human beings is ter- it's broken sure. uh because for them look if 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 i have no other scientific evidence to prove that if i have nothing else mm. to bring to you and say look this is proof that your moral compass is broken or that your judgment is not um 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 accurate mm. like the way the the way that you judge other people it's absolutely not accurate if i have nothing else to bring as an argument to the table the mere fact that you have no idea where, wh- where what i did when i woke up in the morning mm. the fact that for the past 5 years you have no idea what i've spent my time doing sure. how many people i've passed on the street and helped out how many families i might be feeding with the money that i'm making in this place mm. the, the fact scenes. exactly the fact that you have no idea how much uh, black tax I may be paying mm. you know how much how many roofs I may be erecting um, and, 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 and I'm not trying to say that all of those things justify a person behaving mm. in, a, in, a, in an offensive way in a way that offends society what I'm actually trying to say is that um, it, 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 it does matter you know I mean for God it's very easy because he knows us like mm. he can or rather let me put it this way actually if you had children um, and they both committed the same crime, right? Would it, would it, in fact, I suppose if you have your child and I have my child, mm-hmm. if my child goes and com- and, and throws um, some, maybe like a ball in, on your car, mm. you know, you will get very angry because you don't know my child, yeah. right? You don't know. You're just seeing a kid who, who cracked your window. Yeah. But with your child, and I'm saying this under the assumption that you love your kids and you have a certain sense of affection towards mm-hmm. them, right? Um, with your kid, you know them. I mean, if if you have that kind of kid who, whenever who they do it on purpose, then that's another story. Thank <laughs> you. That's exactly where I was going with it, right? You can have those kids who, when they do, and then that's exactly my point. With your kids, you know the difference. Mm. There's the one you know would do it on purpose, <laughs> and then there's the one you know would, even if they did it on purpose, they would be broken. Mm. When they come to you, they would apologize and say, I'm sorry. I'm mm-hmm. sorry I didn't think it through. And you, you know you don't approach those kids with the same attitude. Yeah. Even if you're punishing them both, 
you do understand that this one I know. Mm-hmm. After this, I need to go get them chocolate because I know this probably hurts them yeah. more than it angers me. Mm. So that's what I'm trying, the point I'm trying, and you helped me paint it so well, actually. Yes, teamwork. <laughs> yeah, so that's actually what, I, what I, the picture I'm trying to paint, that it does matter to know a person. Mm-hmm. It really does. Oh, that is so hectic, man. So I feel like, you know, maybe um, we always got to start with our community. Mm. Let's start as as Christians. Let's not participate. Let's not be dragged in mm. to the, um, the cancel culture. Let's hold people accountable because it's important. Yeah. Um, hold people accountable. Hopefully they will hold themselves accountable for what they've done. Mm-hmm. And allow, um, just be... An extension of Jesus because Jesus died for the person, for those two thieves on the cross. Yeah. The one who repented and the one who didn't care. And I mm-hmm. feel like that's just almost a, a different analogy of what we were just talking about. The one who threw the thing on purpose and the one who was really sorry about it. Exactly. And they both are getting crucified. Mm. God had mercy on both of them. Mm. God um, died for both of them. Yeah. And um, we just need to extend that mercy. Exactly, exactly. And remember that it's very easy online to call people out for things. Mm-hmm. Um, and not to mention the fact that we're just inherently within us humans. We we find it very easy to point out faults in others, yep. even if those flaws exist within us. Yep. You know what I mean? That log in you, our own eye. You can Listen. weigh the exact same as another person and look at them and say, wow, you've gained weight. <laughs> And they've only just reached yours. <laughs> they just they just touched that number on the You know what I mean? They've never seen it before. You know what I mean? It's like, yo, yo it's a surprise <laughs> for them. To you, it's like, oh. <laughs> and and that, that's the problem with us. And, and we really do need to check ourselves because uh, we were mentioning this last week when we were talking. I think it was last week when we were talking about um, fail, fail videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the fact that what we do on the internet, guys, Ooh. it follows us into real life. Listen, it cha- it causes changes within our environment. Mm-hmm. Our kids will will have to grow up in a world that was shaped by um, um, online stuff, basically. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's let's. Definitely, definitely keep those things in mind. I think with that said, that's where we're going to cut it for tonight. And uh, we're going to move over to Charles to to send us off with tonight's uh, devotion. 6.57 a.m. I want to end off our night together by the devotion. And our devotion comes from 1 Corinthians 8 verse 13. Therefore, if food makes my brother stumble, I will never eat meat lest I make my brother stumble. And that is in the English Standard Version. What Paul is actually addressing here is that certain people in the Corinthian church do not or did not eat meat because they felt that all meat has been sacrificed to idols. Therefore, when they eat the meat, they are actually then uh, honoring or worshipping these fake idols these gods and then paul addressed them by saying listen these uh, these things do not exist uh, these they are literally fake thus nothing can be to their honor but if you still believe it or there's people among you that believe it do not eat meat in their presence cause your actions would then let them stumble and think that they and you are worshiping the same false god Therefore, I want to say the exact same thing with regards to our dress. See the way that we dress, if you're dressing appropriately, because you and the way that you behave yourself and wear the clothes that you do wear make 
or can rather make people stumble. Not only in the way that you are dressing appropriately or inappropriately, but the, the brand names that you wear, the shoes that you wear, when you're going to someone that you know that they are struggling financially, there's no need for you to dress the most fanciest way that you can because that will only make them stumble. I believe that. So check the way that you do. Do remember, like I said earlier on, that we have a full new creation in Christ. We have been made new. Our identity does not lie in the way that we dress, nor in the brand names that we wear, but rather in Christ Jesus our Lord.